Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi there, you are listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I am Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is episode 334, how to create a relaxing home routine. I am aware of the irony of using the word relaxing when it comes to a home routine, especially during this time of year, which tends to be on the busier side. However, I'm kind of into it. I am into pursuing a relaxing home routine, especially if we frame it as feeling mentally relaxed. It's not that we're moving slowly or we're taking our time or even that we're feeling like exceptionally calm when we're doing things in our homes. It's more about having enough of a structure to call it a routine but with a perspective that helps us relax around what we're actually doing. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this, actually. I think it's a, a pretty special topic. So let's get into it. I'm going to start with a few overarching principles for you to think about, and then we'll get into some, some practical specifics. Okay. Now, if, uh, if we were in uh, like sixth grade uh, English class learning to write a five-paragraph essay, our main idea today <laughs> is that your home is in a cycle. Your home is in a cycle. Always. What happens in your home is always on some kind of loop. That means that not everything is going to be clean all at once, nor should it. If your home is in a cycle, you should have a reasonable expectation that it will not remain static. There's always a flow. We're going to dive a little deeper into those home cycles, but let this premise be your permission. Your home is in a cycle. And it's wonderful to embrace that rather than force rigidity into a place you're really not going to get it. You can be kind to yourself by noticing where you are in your home cycle and embracing that. What a gift that is. Now, you might be like, what do you mean a cycle? What does that mean? My guess is that most of us have some of the same home cycles. Let's look at laundry. Laundry for sure is in a cycle. It is rare that every piece of fabric in your house will be clean and put away all at the same time, right? You and your family, if you live with a family, are not going to be hanging out naked on laundry day. They're literally clothes that are dirty on the bodies while other clothes are getting clean. So laundry lives in a cycle. Stuff gets dirty. It waits to get washed. You wash it. You wash it a second time if you forgot to dry it. You dry it. You maybe fold it or leave it in the basket. You put it away or leave it in the basket for people to pull from. And then you do it again and again and again and again. Oh, yeah. Laundry lives in a cycle. And you're always in it because you're always wearing clothes. Okay. How about food? Food is also in a cycle. You have to decide what to eat. You have to buy stuff, uh, put it away, prep it, cook it, clean it up, and do it again. Multiple times a day. 
That is a cycle we're all very familiar with. (laughs) What about tidying uh, and cleaning your house? This one has less obvious steps, but it's still a cycle. You know, you live life in a room. The life gets all over the floor and the surfaces. You eventually eventually, uh, tidy the life. You might clean up some dirt sometime, but you just keep living, right? And it happens again and again and again. Recognizing that your home is in not just one cycle, but in multiple cycles is to me really freeing. It helps me understand why I can sometimes feel overwhelmed by all there is to do in my home. There are a lot of cycles moving at once and at different speeds. And sometimes the hardest part of each cycle conflates into one moment. And that's when you get big black trash bag energy or uh, BBTBE, which is not an acronym that flies off the tongue, Uh, but we'll leave it anyway. So what does this knowledge mean for us? How can we leverage this understanding of our home being in a constant series of cycles? I think we can use that to create a relaxing home routine, which honestly might sound counterintuitive. I just said that multiple cycles are happening at once. And now I'm like, that's so relaxing. (laughs) Can those two things go together? I think they can. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy, and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps, and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is true accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. 
I found Olive in June in 2020 when we were all looking for new hobbies and things to do. Well, now almost four years later, doing my nails at home with my daughter, Annie, and Olive in June's Manny system is still one of the things I look forward to every week. Olive in June makes it easy to get a salon-worthy manicure from the comfort of your home. The Manny system has everything you need in one box, salon-grade tools designed just for DIY, and your choice of six polish colors. And y'all, the colors they make are stunning. Annie and I just tried out their new colors for Valentine's Day. I'm wearing Love Note, a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone. And Annie is wearing Bouquet, a shimmery pink that matches her personality. Plus, Olive and June's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days. Visit oliveandjune.com slash lazygenius for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash L-A-Z-Y-G-E-N-I-U-S for 20% off your first Manny system. This episode is sponsored by Ritual. The days are getting longer, but it's still tough to get the recommended vitamin D from sunshine alone, not to mention the risks we take with sun exposure. That's why I love that my multivitamin is helping me out. Ritual's Essential for Women 18+, plus that's the one I take, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. And for someone like me who likes to move but has glass knees, I'll take all the extra support from my multivitamin I can get. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, flute and major allergen free, and gentle on an empty stomach. Plus, each bottle has a minty essence that makes taking them actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazy genius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash lazy genius for 20% off. Okay, to put this in real, real time context, I guess, I want to share with you three of my specific routines. And after you hear me share those, I would encourage you to do this for yourself. Sketch out your own home cycles to see where you can make them feel less stressful and notice where they sometimes run into each other in a less than relaxing way. And I'll give you kind of a process for that at the end. But first, let me tell you about our laundry, our laundry routine. We have a normal cycle like everyone else, right? Um, I already said what that, what big laundry's cycle is. It's wear clothes, store them, wash them, dry them, put them away, do it again. But everyone has a specific way they handle that, right? Kind of a specific routine, maybe. This is ours. So first, first thing that's really important to say is that Kaz takes care of the laundry. My husband takes care of the laundry. In our division of labor, he is the laundry captain. He really cares about laundry. I don't, so he does it. Usually on Saturday, he gathers up all the laundry from all the rooms, sorts them, and begins washing everything. Frankly, they're kind of already sorted because everybody has their own individual baskets, but you know. So we are a once a week laundry family for the most part. That is the routine that works best for us in this season. So Kaz gets everything clean and dry. And then he puts the kids clean clothes, like unfolded straight from the dryer back into their individual laundry baskets, which is easy because he, each kid gets their own load. So it's just pull it out of the dryer and put it in the basket. And he's very smart. So we have three of those fabric circle bins, you know, with a handle that are sold literally everywhere. There's like nothing special about the baskets that we use. But he leaves each kid's basket in our uh, dining room, like the one that we don't eat in very much, which is right next to our washer and dryer. And we generally have to prompt the kids to get their basket and take it to their room, you know. Sam, my teenager, he does not put his laundry away. 
He pulls clothes out of his basket and only goes to his drawers when his basket is empty. Like that's how he gets his clean clothes is just straight from his laundry basket. That is the cycle he has chosen. And honestly, that's fine with me. Like whatever. Ben, uh, my middle kid, he will usually dump his clean clothes onto his floor and he will pull from them each day, which I don't love. And I will sometimes prompt him on Monday or Tuesday, you know, a couple days after laundry's done to put his clothes away, especially if he's stepping on the clean ones, you know? Now, Annie, my youngest, she hates putting away laundry and I don't blame her. So we tend to put her laundry away together or she does it with my mom when my mom babysits the kids every Tuesday afternoon. Okay. So that's the kids. And then Kaz puts his own clothes away, but then he kind of gathers and folds mine. And then I put mine away. Now I'm working on this episode on a Tuesday. Laundry was done on Saturday and my folded clothes have been in a pile on our dresser since Saturday. I have not put them away yet. Now, does that pile contribute to my bedroom feeling a little more scattered than I'd like? It does. Is my bedroom also during the season of life in utter chaos because half of it is covered in plastic since our primary bathroom is being renovated? Yes, that is true. So in this season, I'm less concerned about getting my laundry put away right away because it doesn't really contribute to any cleanliness in the room that much. So I'm, not, I'm in no rush. But ultimately, laundry in our house is not actively happening Tuesday through Friday, right? The cycle is somewhat dormant then. All we're doing is adding to the dirty clothes pile, okay? So that's our laundry uh, routine, our laundry cycle. Another cycle that we have, actually, that's our laundry I'll get into this in a minute, but that's our laundry routine. The cycle is the same no matter what, but our routine of how we handle that cycle is different. Okay, so another cycle that we all have is food. Our routine for the food uh, is as follows. So 90% of the time, I plan meals for the following week on a Sunday. And I make a grocery list. Um, I usually schedule a grocery delivery from Monday morning. And then we just like live and eat and do the thing all week. Now, almost always we have to get a second midweek delivery of like milk and fruit, whatever else we've run out of, because we have five people in the house, one of them being a teenage boy. So food goes fast around here. And then I'm back to planning on Sunday. Now, if uh, when I look at the upcoming week or if the fridge is like full of things that need some bizarro food prep, which you can read about on my website, bizarro food prep, or if I just feel like cooking on a quiet Saturday, you know, that's going to be like a, a sweet rainy Saturday and I feel like cooking, then I will plan the following week's food on Friday instead of Sunday. And I'll schedule the groceries for Saturday morning so that I can prep some meals on Saturday morning. That is our, that's kind of our food routine. Okay. The final cycle that I'll mention is uh, our house being clean. So I've talked about this in a separate episode about hiring a house cleaner, but we do have a house cleaner who comes every two weeks to clean our house with the exception of the kids' bedrooms, because I, I cannot deal with having to fully tidy their spaces to prepare for cleaning. That is not my journey. There's just this whole thing about getting your house ready to be cleaned. It has to be pretty tidy for the cleaning to be effective. And I don't know if you have been in a kid's bedroom lately, but that is not a battle I'm going to fight. So this is our kind of cleaning routine. We keep the L, 
you've heard me mention tidying the L. So we keep the L, which is our main living area in the kitchen that's sort of in the shape of an L. That's why we call it that. We keep that fairly tidy. It's part of our daily routine. I talk about that in episode 254, chores I do every day. So that space is rarely out of control. It's never more than one quick tidy away from being mostly fine because we tend to it daily, right? Now that is not the case everywhere else in the house. Other spaces, primarily my bedroom and the big dining table in our dining room that I just mentioned uh, when I was talking about laundry, those are the catch-alls. There is no real rhythm there. The cycle in those rooms is to clean it all completely and then keep filling it up until there's a reason to clean it all completely again. (laughs) It's okay to have rooms like that, by the way. So we tidy the L every day and the rest of the home just kind of gets lived in. Then usually on a Tuesday night, I am feeling a little squirrely at the, the relative chaos that has built up in other parts of the house. And I'll do a quick tidy across the board. Nothing major. It's just kind of a walkthrough in the house. It's rarely a full tidy. Um, and sometimes the room doesn't even look much different than it did. But it's a little better. I'm happy with a little better. Now, our house cleaner comes every Thursday or every other Thursday, which means that every other Wednesday, the house has to be ready to go before we go to bed. So if I am in a cleaning week, if I'm in a house cleaner week, that Tuesday night kind of chaotic tidy will be more thorough in preparation for having the house ready to be cleaned, right? I'm getting things closer to ready so that when we do our full family tidy on Wednesday to get ready for our house cleaner, it's not as overwhelming. But ultimately, we keep 20% of our home in a daily cleaning routine. Really, it's tidying. It's not even cleaning. And then the rest piles up until it has to be tended to. And that tending is generally when the house cleaner is coming. Okay, now this is where the rubber meets the road, and you can see in your own life how your home cycles could be adjusted to be more relaxing. There are times when your home cycles and the routines with which you handle them all run into each other. That happens for us on the occasional Sunday. We sometimes host our church community group for dinner on Sunday nights, and if you recall, Sunday is where a lot of our cycles are a pretty big stalemate, you know, laundry is out because that's when the laundry cycle is active. So clothes are in piles, maybe they're being washed, but they're, you know, they're not put away yet. Sunday is when I meal plan. But if I'm also serving dinner to 40 people, my kitchen feels a little stressed, you know, it is not a relaxing place if I'm also planning for the week on the same day. And if people are coming over on a Sunday, especially if it's uh, in an off week, from our house cleaner coming, there are piles in many places. Now, I am not embarrassed to leave those piles out. Not at all. Like, we we live in piles. Like, that's that's part of life sometimes. It's okay. But if those piles are all over the dining table, which is generally where the piles are, and we need people to, like, eat at that table, <laughs> it's a good idea to take care of the piles, you know? So our typical home cycles they sometimes have a bit of a three-car pileup on Sundays. Now, how do we avoid that? If you name what your individual home cycles are, and then you notice that a lot of the routines that you might have around those cycles are happening at the same time, 
that those cycles are bumping into each other in a stressful way, you can adjust your cycles. You can pull this one back a little. You can push that one forward a little. And now you've added more relaxation to your home routine. Now, your home, it does not have to be perfectly clean and tidy and, you know, meals prepped and everything washed and put away all at once to feel relaxed. That is, again, not the point here. You as a person can feel more relaxed when you notice where you are in your home cycles. Remember, staying grounded is better than staying on task. Learning to be with yourself and be okay when things aren't okay, that is so much better. Doing that is so much better than stressing yourself out even more, trying to clean everything and make everything amazing or follow certain rules you think you should in order to get the result of a clean house. I just don't think that's sustainable. So instead of using your limited energy to create a relaxing home, use that energy to engage in home routines while staying relaxed on the inside, being fluid on the inside. And a relaxing home, like an actual home, that's going to follow. It's how you see it. So remember, your home will always be in a cycle. You will never have everything done at once. Ever. And even if you do, even if there's this like what feels like a magical moment where everything's done at once, that's when you get all weird about other people in the house. You won't let anybody wear shoes or eat something crumbly on the couch or, you know, pull out a game because the surface is finally clear and the game cabinet is finally organized or whatever. We hold on to order if we force it into place. And that holding on is what causes the stress in our bodies and even in our relationships with the people that we might live with. So instead, if you embrace that your home is always in a cycle, that it's always holding multiple cycles that are at different points in their journey, and that you can adjust those cycles in small ways each week or even in the moment, you will relax more in your home. And then because you are relaxed, again, a relaxing home itself will follow. So if you're feeling encouraged by this possibility, but you're also like, well, what do I do? How do I make this work in my own home? Here are some quick steps to consider. All right. First, name your home cycles. What things are in a cycle? Not necessarily a routine. You could not have a laundry routine at all and just respond to the laundry whenever you can but your laundry still goes through a cycle. Does that make sense? They're two different things. So name your cycles, not your routines. Start with that. Not yet anyway. We're going to get to the routines. Likely your cycles are the ones I already mentioned. Laundry, food, cleaning. And that could also be broken up by rooms or areas of your home if you like. Maybe there's something about work or daily chores, you know, paper, school papers, bills, stuff like that. So name things in your home. Think of it this way. Name things in your home that always sneak up on you. You know, those are usually things that are in a cycle where it's like, man, I got to do this again. (laughs) That's a cycle. Projects are not cycles. Projects have an end and then they're done until the next project, right? So what in your home is in a cycle? All right. That's number one. Second, name your routines. Do any of those cycles currently have routines attached to them? 
if it helps, you can write those routines down. I found it really helpful to do that as like, um, you know, like as a circle with arrows, kind of like a flow chart, you know, where a circle is a week. Most of our cycles, I think, are usually right around a week. So our routines are likely going to be weekly routines, maybe. You know, that's fairly common. But however you want to visualize it, I think visualizing any routines that you currently have along with the days that you do those things is really helpful to see. Okay, so that's number two. So number one, name your cycles. Number two, name your routines that go with those cycles. Number three, what's working? What in a specific routine is working? What day does a task land that feels like it's a really good day for you right now in the season of life? How do you see the overlap of certain cycles and or certain routines working well together? You know, what's working? You could use a highlighter to mark those things in one color if you want to, where you visualized all your routines. I love any excuse to use a highlighter, a mild liner in particular. I love those things. Okay, so that's three. What's working? Four, what's not working, obviously. What cycle doesn't have a routine? What cycle has a routine that no longer works for you? What routine is bumping up against another in an unhelpful way? You're basically looking for places and times where the cycle of your home and the routines within it are bunched together. That's usually where stress happens. So what's not working? What's missing? What's too close together? What needs to be less rigid so you can adjust more easily? Where do you need help? What's not working? You could use a different color highlighter for this one if you want. And then fifth, what matters most right now? As you look at your home cycles and your routines, at what's working and what's not, as you seek to adjust those things, what matters most right now? In the season that you are in, what is your priority? That way you know what directions to adjust, right? You're allowed to leave some things for later, to be lazy about them or just leave them completely undone. So what matters most right now? And then finally, sixth, what can you do right now to start small? Can you move when you go grocery shopping, like move it to a different day or time of day? Can you put your clean laundry in a different spot? Can you stop sorting socks? You know, there are so many ways that all of you listening could start small. So what's yours? As you remember that your home is supposed to be in a cycle, that it's supposed to be at varying places, that it's not going to ever all be done at the same time and stay that way, that your home is alive, right? Because it's got you in it. It might have other people in it. By trying to create a certain kind of home, we get all robot-y again. We take the soul out of it. Your home has soul. It's supposed to be in a cycle at all times. And the more you notice that and adjust where you need to adjust in very small ways, kindly and intentionally based on what matters to you in your season, you will create not only a relaxing home routine, but a relaxing home and a relaxed you. It doesn't mean that you're like never stressed or overwhelmed or frustrated, but your mentality towards that stress and overwhelm and frustration, it relaxes a lot more quickly than it used to. You see the cycle, you adjust the routine, and you live your life. 
And that's how to create a relaxing home routine. Now, next week's episode is uh, kind of a practical arm of this one. And it will probably be called, because sometimes I change titles, it will probably be called something like Seven Ways to Manage Daily Chaos. Because that happens, like daily chaos happens, no matter how great and relaxing your home routine is. Which is part of the point, right? It's better to pivot than to plan. And if you're a person of any kind, often your plans do not work out. (laughs) Like that's just part of being human. And that's true in your home. So next week, we will talk about the daily chaos and how to handle it in a helpful, kind, maybe even efficient way. But for now, pay attention to the fact that your home is in a cycle. Your routines can line up with those cycles or not. And you can adjust in small ways to make it more relaxing within you. All right, before we go, let's celebrate the lazy genius of the week. This week, it is Hannah Winslow. I love this idea, especially in light of talking about, you know, kind of home rhythms. Hannah writes this. I loved a podcast episode a few weeks ago where the tip was to decide when you are going to have time for friends. I took this principle and I applied it to my children. We now have Friday evenings open for playdates. We can host pizza and playdates at our house any Friday that our kids would like to have a friend over. My kids are only four and six, but they love seeing their friends outside of school. So five to seven on a Friday works perfect for us. It was kind of my lazy night anyway, where the kids would just eat pizza and now they get to have a friend and eat pizza. One of our family values is relationships and I want to help my kids nurture those, but I was always struggling with the scheduling of it all. This has made it super simple for us. Hannah, I love this so much. I love this. I love that you are creating a rhythm around something that matters. And I could even hear like the joy and the, and the groundedness, even in your message. Things like this seem so simple, but they make such a huge impact in our lives. So I just love this. Thank you so much for sharing this idea, Hannah, and congratulations on being the lazy genius of the week. Okay, y'all, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra. I'll see you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.